So let's turn to this, Matthew 7, 24 to 29. Says this, read on the big screen on your Bible, what have you got today? Read with me. Therefore, everyone who hears, everyone say hear, hears these words of mine and puts them into practice. Everyone say practice. It's like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain came down, the streams rose, the winds blew and beat against that house. Yet it did not fall. Because, why didn't it fall? Why didn't it fall, Jesus? Because it had its foundations on the rock. But everyone who hears these words, hears these words, they, they hear the words, but they do not put them into practice. Is like a foolish man who built his house on sand. The rain came down, the streams rose and the winds blew and beat against that house and it fell with a great crash. When Jesus had finished saying these things, the crowds were amazed at His teaching because He taught as one who had authority and not as their teachers of the law. Isn't that hilarious? Jesus taught as one who had authority, not like the other guys who were on the pulpit last week who had no authority. Jesus had authority because Jesus is the authority. He is has authority over heaven and earth. And so when authority speaks, you can sense the power and the presence of that authority because that authority created the words that were being spoken. So Lord, we pray, speak to us in these few short moments. My Lord, is that my time? Lord, help me, help me, help me. We thank You, Lord, for a great morning. We thank You for Your presence. And we thank You, Lord, speak to us today in Jesus' Name. They all said... Come on, thank the band. You're amazing. We love you. Well done, well done. Proverbs 18 verse one says, the tongue has the power of life and death and those who love it will eat its fruit. So much so that you can be speaking things to a thing and it will start to look like what you're saying. Come on, did anyone actually catch that right there? It's really, really quite powerful. You can speak things to a thing and that thing will start to look like the words you are speaking to it. Have you heard of that experiment? There was a guy, he got two cups, he put rice in both and then filled them with water. And then on one cup, he spoke to a cup, like that's a bit weird, but this guy spoke to the cup and the cup on the left, he spoke good things. And on the cup on the right, he spoke bad things. Day in, day out, you suck, you suck. You, know, you suck. Spoke, spoke to the cup. Do you know that over time, the cup on the left that was hearing good things, it's a cup, it's not a person. A cup of water. Cup on the left stayed clean, clear and pure. Cup on the right turned mouldy, black and impure, unclean. This is, this is a cup. So if a physical object can be changed, how much more can a spiritual soul, mind, body be changed by words? Did you know that you are made up mostly of water? <laughs> words are shaping your world. Words are, are important. And Jesus had a lot of words to speak. And that's why we have the Word, we have the Bible and we read from it and we hear the words of Jesus. But what was the main notion that Jesus spoke. What was it? What was it? It, it, was, it was this. Jesus came as a king announcing His kingdom. Jesus came as a king announcing His kingdom. It was the kingdom of God that Jesus was announcing. 
In everything he said, he was speaking the kingdom. And this is a kingdom that isn't left and it isn't right. It's not a political regime. It's not a social regime. It's not left. It's not right. It's up. This is a kingdom that rules over every human construct Every human ideology, Jesus came speaking the kingdom and the kingdom of God did not come to rule over, but it came to pick up. It came to serve, not to be served. This was the message of Christ. This was everything He spoke. He spoke about the Beatitudes. They were the culture of the kingdom. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for they shall receive the kingdom. Blessed are those who are pure in heart, for they shall see God, He spoke of the kingdom. Jesus is a king who spoke of His kingdom. He came to reorientate the world back to its original king and its original kingdom. Jesus didn't come just to make it new. He came to actually restore the original idea of God's for humanity. Jesus came as a king announcing His kingdom. Everything He said was to this end. And and the thing about, the great thing about Jesus is that He came as the door to His kingdom. He was the King, right? The one in charge, but He lowered Himself to be a door into His kingdom. This is not a King that came to just tell everyone what to do. This is a King that came to show them the way. And He says that I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life. Jesus was bold. He didn't say, I am a way. He said, I am the way. Therefore, every other way is not the way. Every other religion is not the way. He was bold. He was sure because He was God. And so He, Jesus made Himself, come on, the entrance to His kingdom. And what kind of kingdom? This is not a kingdom that can be shaken. This is a kingdom that can't be shaken in a shaky world, in a world that is confused, in a world that is anxious, in a world that is easily shaken. Jesus came talking about a kingdom that is unshakable. Hebrews 12, 28 to 29 says, Therefore, let us be grateful for receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken. And thus, let us offer to God acceptable worship with reverence and awe, for our God is a consuming fire. Yes, He is. He is not timid. He is not on the back foot. God is a consuming fire. When you lean into God, He will consume your life. When you get into the kingdom and you worship the King, it'll be like a fire in your bones that you cannot shut up and you cannot bury down. He's a fire and His kingdom is alive and it is not shaken. Thank you, Jesus, that your kingdom is unshakable, unshakable joy, unshakable truth, unshakable freedom, unshakable salvation. Cannot be shaken. When you receive Jesus, you are saved with an unshakable salvation, not dependent on your good works, not dependent on your ability, but dependent on the unshakable King and the unshakable kingdom that He came to bring from heaven to earth. I'm excited about it. I'm gonna preach like it. So how is it that Jesus, unshakable King with an unshakable kingdom, how is it that 
for us. Maybe, maybe you're here today and you don't know him. Maybe you're here and you've known him your whole life. How is it that a king that is unshakable in his kingdom that cannot be moved, how is it that my life feels so shaky? How is it that every day feels like a struggle? How is it each morning I get up and my mind is consumed and shook? Cultural reference, shook. I'm shook, but I come from a kingdom that is unshakable. Why am I so shook? Why am I always so concerned? Why does it feel like when I go to work, I'm shaky? Why does it feel like when I gotta do something that's out of my comfort zone, I'm just always shaky? What is it about my life? I know that this king is unshakable and I know that his kingdom is unshakable. Why does my life feel so shaky? Why does my marriage feel shaky? Why do my finances feel shaky? Why does my heart feel so shaky and my mind so concerned and unshakable? able to focus. Why and how do I go from knowing about this King? How do I go from knowing about His Kingdom to having His Kingdom live in me, work through me and belong to me? That's the design of God's kingdom. It's that it would be in you, that it would work through you and that it would belong to you. This isn't a kingdom that is meant to be out of reach. It's a kingdom that you are a co-heir with Christ to inherit. So why is it? Come on, why is it that I, I feel so shaky? Here in Matthew chapter five through to seven, Jesus starts to talk about this. And He says this in 24, I read it to you before. Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice, hears these words of mine, hears these words of mine, hears these words of mine. Because the reality is you can be hearing, but not actually hearing, Right? Come on, talk to me today. You, you can be hearing something, but not actually hearing it. You can be present, but not getting what's being delivered. Just the other day, Jessica and I, we ordered a new computer. And so we got this you know, new computer. We're so excited about it. And we have the delivery date. And the delivery date was a good day. I mean, we stayed at home. We were ready to receive the delivery. But somehow the delivery guy came, God bless him, and didn't uh, see or note that we were there. We were there. He knocked on the door and left and didn't deliver our item. He had it for us, Pastor Patrick. He had it. Like the guy packed it in his truck, but decided to drive off. Come on, bro. Drop it up. Like do what you got to do to let us know. Call us. Come down. Kick the door down. We don't care. We've been waiting here all day just for you to deliver this thing. We have lives. The sun is shining. You think we want to wait here all day so you can deliver something and not deliver it? But what's funny is you can be present, you can be there, but not receive what's being delivered because you didn't hear. You didn't hear. Jess and I, we didn't hear him knocking at the door, but that didn't mean he wasn't knocking at the door. Jesus is knocking at the door, but maybe you can't hear him doesn't mean he's not knocking. He is knocking on the door of your life, the door of your heart, the door of your finances. He's knocking on every door you've got. Every door, every room of your life. Every area, he's knocking. He's just good at knocking. He's just knock and run. He's going on every door he can. He's knocking on the door. But just because you didn't hear him doesn't mean he's not knocking. You can hear, but not hear. You can be there and not really present. 
Jesus said this all the time, whoever has ears to hear, let him hear. 1 Peter tells us, God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God that He may exalt you in due time. What do we need to discover the unshakable kingdom of God so it becomes a reality in my daily life? What does that look like? It looks like having the humility to hear. The humi- my first point, I got two and we're done. The humility to hear. Have you humbled yourself? Pride looks like me trying to work everything out on my own. Humility is the posture to hear from God. It's, it's how you hear. Humility says every time this, this word is preached, you know what humility says? Humility says, this is for me. Man, this word today, wow, Pastor Alex, this word, for, this word today, this is for me. This is for me. When you wake up in the morning and you go to your Bible reading on the U version and the one year Bible, whatever you're doing, and it's talking in Job and you're like, what is Job talking about? And you go to Leviticus and you're like, who the heck is this? And numbers and you're just counting. This is for me, Lord, this is for me. Every time you open the Word, God has something to say to you, but will you hear it? Will you? He's speaking but His truth travels on the frequency of humility. Woo, that's really good. The the truth of God travels on a frequency. That frequency is humility. If you don't need Him, you won't find Him. If you don't want Him, He He won't come in. He's not gonna knock the door down. Humility says, this is me. Pride says, this is for them. So when you're hearing the word preached, you're thinking of the 10 other people who this applies to. Oh man, this would be, Pastor Alex would be so good for my neighbour. I'm like, gosh, can you go and talk to my neighbour? Because my neighbour really needs to hear this. Jeez, if only my children heard this message, it'd be so good for, that's what pride says. You know what humility says? This is for me. This word is for me. How can I get better? What does God wanna do in me? Humility says, God, I need you. Pride says, God, they need you. Humility comes under, pride comes over. Humility humbles self, pride gets humbled. Are you gonna stay in pride and and eventually get humbled? Or are you gonna humble yourself so that God can exalt you in His timing, in His agenda, on His calendar? He will exalt you, but you must have the humility to hear the second thing you need to discover the unshakable kingdom of God in your life based on the words of Jesus. Because it says in verse 24, whoever hears and puts them into practice, practice, is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. It says that those who hear but don't do are foolish. Okay, so you can hear. So now you're hearing, that's good. That's good, that's the first step, that's great. But your hearing will be fruitless if it doesn't translate into doing. So we need the humility to hear and we need the obedience to act. Without obedience to act, we never discover the foundation that is firm. It reminds me of Peter when he's walking on the water. Does anyone know this story? Do you know this story? If you don't know this story, I'm gonna tell you right now. There's this story about Peter and he's walking on the water. Jesus is walking on the water and and Peter says, Lord, can I come out on the water? And Jesus says, come, come on. Jesus 
walking on the water. It's not your average day. Peter sees Jesus. Peter's in the boat, sees Jesus, Matthew 14, sees Him and says, hey, hey, Lord, if it's you, can I come? Jesus says, come on. And so Peter walks out. He gets out of the boat and he walks on the water. The only thing is, Peter wasn't walking on the water. Peter was walking on the Word. Because the Word of God takes what what is liquid and makes it solid. Come. He didn't walk out on the water. He walked out on that Word, come. And as he stepped out, the Word became firm, became a foundation that he could stand on. He was on water physically. You might be feeling like you're surrounded in water financially, relationally, emotionally, spiritually, but just on one Word, if you will step out of the boat and stand on the Word, if you, because look, healing, healing, oh my gosh, healing the sick is awesome. Except to heal the sick, I gotta pray for them. Okay, okay, seeking, nobody got that, but we'll work on it. Seeking God, Seeking God is awesome, except when you have to put other things second. So the reality of experiencing the firm foundation is only experienced out of the boat of your comfort. When they were on the water, they saw Jesus Myler and Jesus said to them, hey, don't be afraid, it is I. He came with comfort. But we are called to be comforted by Christ, but uncomfortable for Him. And if your Christianity is stuck in comfort, you will never discover the calling that God has for your life. You will be bored. It is good. You will be bored. You will never see the unshakable kingdom. You'll have to wait till heaven. But I didn't come here and I'm not here. We are not a location. We're not a church that is here to wait till heaven to discover the power of the kingdom. We're a church that is here to discover the unshakable nature of God's kingdom now. So Peter had to step out of the boat. Step out of the boat. Steps out. And it says, he walked on the water. He did the impossible. And I don't wanna look back at my life and go, wow, I did everything I did in my life. Man, it was so good because they were all the things that I set out to achieve. Wow, I lived such a good life. I made this decision. I I had this strategy. I had this plan. I had this system. I I dealt with the idea. I don't wanna look back on a life like that. I wanna look back on my life and go, wow, I really messed that up and I tried this and we did that. But God... I want to walk on water. But it starts by walking on the Word. It says that He walked toward Jesus. And there is only a scope of God that you will experience in the boat. Because Jesus, He was aware of the boat, but He wasn't in it. He cared about them. He loved them, but Jesus wasn't in the boat. He was going somewhere and it was on water. He was walking the impossible life that He didn't come just to do Himself, but actually empower us to do with Him. And so God is calling. If you will hear the Word of Jesus 
and walk in it. Do it. What are you gonna do this week to apply God's Word into your life? Are you anxious? Well, as soon as you feel anxious, step out of the boat and pray. That's obedience. Do not worry about tomorrow. Are you worrying about tomorrow? Step out of the boat and just enjoy today. Are you worried about your finances? Step out of the boat and seek God first. Be a giver, be generous, give it away. Are you, are you feeling tired and weary? He who refreshes others, others will himself be refreshed. Step out on the Word of Jesus. What did Jesus say? He spoke of an unshakable kingdom, but how do we live in that unshakable kingdom? By hearing and doing.